This presentation is brought to you by the Thompson Cigar Company, helping you to manage your cigars and getting you the supplies and support you need so that you can smoke a better cigar. Good morning. I'm Bilford Rimley. I'm here to talk to you about diabetes. I mean, cigars. I smoke my cigar and I smoke it often. I buy all my cigars from the Thompson Cigar Company. They were founded in 1915. They're the oldest mail-order cigar company in the country. And they have the largest inventory humidor in the U.S. They got over 200 trained professionals on hand that provide personal customer service. And believe me, you're going to want personal customer service when you buy your cigar. Now listen to me very carefully. If you're a fan of the Channel 4.5 production team, visit the website channel4and1.com. You can listen to this podcast and many other podcasts, but you can also click the link to the Thompson Cigar Company. If you do, you'll be able to pick from one of three options save you a whole lot of money on your cigars. Option number one, if you buy any cigars in the special cigar selection, the entire order will ship free. Right to your doorstep. Number two, you make any order over $99, the entire order will ship free. Right to your doorstep. Number three, if you make a purchase of any of the five-pack fever sets of cigars, you can save up to 73% on your order, which will ship right to your bed, which is good if you can't get out of bed because of the diabetes. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Have a good day, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll let myself out. Channel 4 and a half. I can't, I can't read what this says. I don't, I don't know what to say. Oh, welcome back to my ash. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something intelligible about the show. <laughs> or you thought wrong. <laughs> oh, I just, I just shot myself. <laughs> See the entire earth turned into a huge time bomb. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Yeah, I'm not the enemy. I don't know who the enemy is. State your name. I guess finding good celebrity guests to read your intro for you is a little harder than I thought it was. What are you talking about? That is your voice on the- Yes, you really need to speak up if you're going to want to be a part of this show. Anywho, we have some perfectly creepy stories lined up for you today. Put your hand back <laughs> over my mouth. Ah. I double dog dare you. Oh, how about let's get started with the first. STORY OF THE NIGHT The things that haunt a man the most are not usually the choices that he's made, but rather the choices that he never did make. I've lived through some of the worst hells that you could ever imagine. 9,490 of them to be exact. 
Every night when I lay down to sleep, I find myself praying for the same thing. Sleep with the absence of dreams. Every night is exactly the same. This trend started 26 years ago when I was 10. The first time that the nightmare overtook my dreams, I had come home from the worst day of my life. My dad had taken me to a splash park. It wasn't much, just a couple water jets that shot up into the air that kids could run around under and cool off from the heat. Hey, Kyle, come on, buddy. It's time to go. Uh, come on, Dad. Just a little longer. <laughs> okay, buddy. Five more minutes. All right. Uh, ah! I, I didn't see you there. My heart felt as though it was going to jump out of my chest as I noticed her face. It looked decayed. Her eyes were sunken back into her skull. They were pure white, and her mouth was wide open. Hi, I, I'm Kyle. What's your name? <laughs> her breath hit my face, and it smelled like smoke and burnt hair. It wasn't until I stopped choking that I realized she had burns. <laughs> you, you have burns all over your body, all over your arms and your, your legs. Your, your skin is hanging off. But, Dad, where did she go? Hey, buddy, you finally ready to go? Why? What's wrong, Kyle? Tell me what happened, boy. The girl over by the pad. She She's hurt or, or burned. Or, I, I don't know. What girl? I don't see anyone, Kyle. She, she was... Huh. Let's go home. I think you've just had too much sun today. Whoa, 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 champ. Watch where you go. I can't afford a hospital visit if you bust your noggin on the open car door. We'll come back to play another day, I promise. Where did she come from? Surely her parents are worried. She really should get those wounds patched up. So how did it go, boys? Well, he's a little shook up. Too much sun, I think. Better get him inside and cool him off. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Oh, say, champ, about that time we get around for bed, don't you think? Okay, Dad. Your father told me about the splash pad. What did you see? Well, I was talking to Dad, and then I turned around, and this girl was right behind me out of nowhere. Her eyes were completely white. She had burns all over her arms and legs. Her skin was falling off, and she smelled like smoke. There's something you need to know, Kyle. But this stays between you and me. I don't want your father knowing about this. Kyle, we come from a long line of mediums. What you saw was an omen. Not a particularly bad one, since the girl didn't touch you. And she disappeared. Still, you need to be aware of a few things. These kinds of omens are never good. In this case, I believe that the little girl was killed in a fire. She may have come to you because you're like a magnet to the spirits that still walk the earth. Uh, are you a medium too? <laughs> oh heavens no, baby. I'm not a medium. Do you really think that I would have kept a secret like that from your father all these years? No. My mom was a medium. So what does this mean for me? It means that things are going to start happening around you. Lights flickering, shadows in your room moving at night. Waking up to voices talking to you, premonitions and dreams. Well, good night.
all this firefighting equipment. Kyle, go! Fire chief knows my name. I don't know what I'm doing. It feels like I've done this before a hundred times over. You can clearly see the address. 322 James Street. I've got to get to that house. Parents say there's a little girl trapped in the second story bathroom. 10-4. I'm making entry now. Keep on my six and stay sharp. Watch for falling debris. This kid's not dying on my watch. Why did I say all that? There's the stairs. Check that door for heat, Tim. If there's a fire on the other side of that door and we open it, it could cause an explosion and kill us all. Holly! Holly, are you here? How do I know who to call for? Holly, if you're in here, stand away from the door. I'm going to break it down. The roof caved in just behind me. There's no way to get back to the stairs. There's the girl. She's unconscious in the tub. Get the girl. We have to get her out of there. I'll carry you. Come with me. Don't get the hell out of here. <laughs> ah, fuck! You just knocked me down. Her legs are in the flames. Now oh, I'm pinned to the ground. No, somebody help. She's laying right on top of the flames. I can't push this beam off of me. It's too heavy. Ah! Kyle, Kyle, calm down. It was just a drink, Kyle. Just a drink. Come on. It's all right, Kyle. It's all right. It's all right. Just a dream. Just a dream. Yeah, it's just a dream. It's been 26 years to the day since that first dream. Every night has been the same since. The same house. Same girl. Same death. As I'm sitting here writing this, I can hear the alarm sounding, and a voice just came over the internet. Now I have a hard choice to make. 1070 structure fire, all units respond. 322 James Street. I repeat, 322 James Street. Aries, you ever wonder if we're all just mediums in our own way? Like how everyone we see is really just a spirit in the same plane that we're existing in right now. That's some fucked up shit. I mean, think about it. I mean, you're just a spirit inside of a robot body. What if we're all the same? What if we're all spirits inhabited by our own bodies? Just wandering the same paths in life. Bro, it's almost like everyone is a demonic soul trapped inside a robot body. I mean, sure. I need some air. I'm freaking out, man. I need my juice box. Somebody get me my juice box. I need my damn juice- Aries, calm down! Ah, thanks. I feel better. I'm gonna go kill some kittens and take a nap now. Peace. Yeah, you do that. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Cut! I'm sorry. We'll be right back. Now we're back. Let's move on to the next story. Do you ever have thoughts about hurting yourself? No. Have you ever thought about harming anyone else? Never. Well, that's good, Ethan. I believe you. And that's what's going to save us a lot of time. Before we start, is there anything you would like to ask me? Not really. Do you know how many people I've been forced to sit down and talk to? I'm the seventh. That sounds right. And trust me, the routine gets old quickly, so perhaps it's best we get on with it. Start digging up the same true story I've told everyone else. Ethan, I need you to understand something. 
I'm not here to incriminate you. I'm not here to try and make you slip and say the wrong thing, so I can piece together some kind of crime. I believe you are innocent. I just need you to give me enough. Just help me understand so that I can put this all behind you. So, why don't you start right from the beginning? Tell me right from when Harley Bridges, Janet Crystal, and Alex Hahn showed up at your house. It was close to 5.30 in the evening, correct? That's right. Okay, so tell me what happened. I must know everything! If I do that, will you believe me? Will you finally set me free from all this? You have no idea how hard it's been. That's what she said. That's exactly my intention. And you need to understand something. This isn't my first rodeo. You know that. If I hadn't seen every sick mental illness the human mind is capable of manifesting, then I wouldn't be here. Okay then, here's what happened. Holly came before the other two. Maybe 20 minutes earlier. I see. That detail is in all the police reports I've read. I'm sure there's a reason for that. Yes, there was. Were you intimate with her? Yeah. And that's the reason she came over before the houses, right? So you would have some alone time to be intimate. Yes, Doc. Uh, we fought before the other two arrived. Why isn't that in any of the police reports I've read? Because it's an irrelevant detail. It has nothing to do with what happened, and I don't like to talk about it. Every detail is important in a case like this, even if you think it's nothing. But please continue. What happened after the other two arrived? Janet and Alex showed up together. They had been dating for like three years, and I hosted this little dinner party as sort of a couple's thing. So they take their shoes off and come inside. They come into the kitchen and I serve them some Australian red wine that I picked up for like 30 bucks earlier in the day. We started chatting while I checked in to make sure the potatoes were cooked all the way through. How much did you say the vine was? 30. The receipt on your apartment says it was 85. Really? Seems crazy how it's been that much. I don't even drink wine. I only picked that one because all the kangaroos on the label caught my eye. But sure, maybe I was trying to press them. Kinda hard to remember things like that given what happened afterwards. Hard to remember? Or how to be honest about. Why would I lie about that? Don't know. There are lots of things that don't make sense in your story. About what happens that evening. Just want to be sure you're telling me exactly what transpired. Yes, the vine was Australian. And the vine was 85! Continue. I'm telling you everything as I remember. And again, the price of the damn wine is irrelevant. I think so too. Please continue. So maybe five minutes later, I decide the potatoes are ready. The steaks were already cooked and left in the pan to stay warm. I started putting the portions together along with some asparagus from the steamer. I told them to sit down and I brought the plates over. Do you think there was something in the food? And no, I'm not accusing you of putting something in it. But maybe there was something off about it. Maybe by someone else's doing. That would mean someone at Trader Joe's was trying to kill us then, because that's where I picked everything up from. Figure that would have shown up in some kind of toxicology report. And besides, I ate the same food. Nothing happened to me. Of course. I'm 
a little parched, Ethan. Can I get you some water while I'm up? Sure. All right, sir. Don't stop telling me the story, though. Well, there's not a whole lot more to tell about it. It happened just after six. We sat around the table, ate our meals, the food was good. I even had the lighting looking nice with a few candles on the table. We talked about the new apartment they started leasing. There was literally no warning before it happened. They all just kind of fell flat against the table. Uh, oh, 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 it's happening. Uh, uh, stay with me here, Ethan. I know it's hard. That's what she said. Tell me in more detail. Three people don't just fall dead from simultaneous brain aneurysms. It just doesn't work like that. Something else happened. There was nothing else to tell, really. We're just talking and laughing, just as people do at casual dinner parties. I saw it happen. They all fell dead. Deed. Right at the same time. Was there one who looked to fall first? Even if just by a millisecond? No. They all fell dead at Deed. once. One communal wham! Wake me up before you go, go. Against the table. And I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told everyone else. I think they must have been fucking around earlier in the day. They must have taken some bad pills from a shady drug dealer or something like that. Yeah, I know, none of them have a history of being users. And yes, I know that drugs just don't do that to people. I'm fully aware of how far-fetched all this sounds, but it really is what I believe. Figure if that's for the case, then some things would have shown up on the toxicology reports you seem to know so much about. But you know what I find more interesting than that? What? How you start to scratch your elbow every time you lie to me! I don't know what happened. I can only speculate. Just like anyone else, I can't say for sure. Please, just let me out of here. Give me my freedom. And then I can start to cope. What's the sus you start seeing inside your head, Ethan? I see it every time you stop to think for more than a couple seconds. There's something specific that goes through your mind while you pause. And it hurts you. I see two different facial expressions. Two terrible things are rattling around inside there. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. There are two thoughts inside your head. I'm confident enough to assume one of them is the image of your friends falling dead around your dinner table. But there's something else as well. There's a second image thought or idea that follows it, it's troubling you deeply. It's so much worse than anything you've ever experienced before. Ethan, I know you're afraid to tell me what is exactly you see. I know that you think it will hurt me. That's what's happened to your friends. You told them about whatever you saw inside your head. You tried to explain it to them, and they all felt dead Deed. when you did. I'm correct, aren't I? You're correct. Okay. So we're getting something then. So what will it take then? What do I have to do to pry it out of you? That's what she said! <laughs> Come on, I promise you I can help. Tell me and I can start making your pain go away. It's not that simple. It's not like a normal thought or idea. It's like an infection. I don't know how to explain it any better. It burrows into your head and you can't get it out. Okay, I believe you. Please describe it as best as you can. It's dangerous. I saw it with my own eyes, what it's capable of. It sort of ground away at my brain while I slept. It stuck itself in there and wiggled around. And it hurt me. I couldn't get it out. I tried to explain it to them, and 
you see what's happened. It's weirder than that. For some reason, I can live with it. It doesn't kill me. It just hurts me horribly. And I don't know if it's coming via the dream that made me immune, but somehow I can live with it. So you think it's something that can't be fathomed properly by the human mind, except for yours, that is. That's exactly it. At least that's what I think. It's like some kind of incomprehensible image that short-circuits the brain, and I swear it's like using me as a carrier vessel. I'm its fucking host brain, and it's using me to spread to other people. I... yeah, I know how insane it sounds, but it's really what I believe. How often does it come back? Once a day at least. More if I think about the dinner party, or try to remember even how I slept that night. As you can see, today has been particularly bad for bringing it back. The pain never gets any lighter either, but it never kills me, even though sometimes I really wish it would. I don't think you're crazy, I'm going to tell you something. I have seen something like this before. In fact, I've seen much worse. I've seen things you wouldn't even believe someone would even make up. Are you sure? Yes, Ethan. Believe me when I say that I've always been able to help the person dealing with it. So I beg you, please tell me exactly what's inside your head. Before I can help, I must first understand. I'm scared. I'm not. Now let me in. Tell me every little detail. It doesn't last long. Seven seconds. Every single time. I start standing at the end of an ocean pier. It's a beautiful sunny day. I see directly out over the horizon. Right where the blues of the sky and the ocean meet. The sun is hot, but the wind cools you as it blows by. It feels all real, like you're actually there. Continue. And you see a sailor, just a little to the left. He's leaning over the railing, looking out of the ocean, too. He turns to you and always says the same thing. Ships come into port. Then over his shoulder, you see this black blotch forming over the horizon. It's, it's got these long arms reaching upwards, like from its center. Kind of like the tentacles of an octopus. You can't turn away from it no matter how hard you try. For the rest of the vision, it gets closer to you, but it's not floating atop the surface of the ocean. It's, it's more like it's eating into the frame you're seeing, slowly making the picture blacker. And then it restarts. It just keeps playing until you force it out. The longer it's there, the more it grinds you down. At least, that's how it works for me. For them, once I told them, their eyes just rolled back before they died, you know? They got infected by this thing. It's it's all my fault. I, I hate myself for telling them about it every day. So, so, Doc, if you're starting the picture exactly what it is I'm saying, you gotta force it out right now, too. Oh. Oh, no. Doc. Not you, too. No! It is timidity time once a giggit again, my foolish flappy-headed flippies, <laughs> for the creepy pasta kroner. <laughs> That's a lot of nuts! Oh, you know, it's where we take the creepiest, crappiest, crappy pasta off the creepy pasta website and read it verbatim, spelling misspells, punctuations, or lack thereof, doesn't matter. Hit it! I was sitting in my house about to go to bed. I got in and turned the light out. Later I woke up and felt something brush up against me. I was scared this had been happening for a year now. In the morning, I woke up and told Dad. He didn't believe me. I just ignored it. May have been the wind. 
I get in bed and turn the light off again, but I didn't wake up that night. I asked Dad why the wind didn't happen last night. He replied with there was heaps of wind last night. I walked out into the lounge and stopped and thought if there was heaps of wind, why didn't I feel it? I ran into my room and checked the window. It was fixed. I slowly stepped back and yelled, Dad, he came running in. I slowly turned my head and looked at him. My window was fixed last night, but it wasn't yesterday. Then something brushed up against me, but it felt like it was running past. I tried to grab whatever ran past, but there was nothing there. At night, I decided to sleep on the couch with my torch. Somehow, I was lifted off the couch and was dropped back on it. Instantly, woke up and checked around the room, and in the corner behind the door, I saw a bit of something's face. It had a mask on. All I could see was his nose and eyes. This time, I screamed for Dad so loud the whole has could hear it. This time he came sprinting, the thing disappeared as soon as Dad came out. In the morning I grabbed the laptop and searched up the house to see if it was haunted. I found out about the thing that was stalking me. If you say his name three times, he will haunt you forever! Ah! Oh, run on sentences. The true nightmare story. I just felt like running. <laughs> you sure as hell did. Oh, and the time has run away from us as well. Let's end this thing. I've had the same dream for 26 years. It's been 84 years. By Alan Lowe. Incomprehensible. Inconceivable. By J.D. McGregor. The fantastic one-sentence run-on story, Ghostly Presence by Kyle Hawkins. And Eerie's the damn robot thing. Aries, hit the messages real quick. Hey, Brandon. It's Grandma. Trying to get your call. Call me back. Bye-bye. Fun! Aries, call my grandmother back, and next time let me know when she's on the damn phone. Thompson Cigar Company. Go do the thing that they said in the commercial. Channel4andahalf.com. Go check it out. I'm on it. And all the other fun podcasts are on it. And that's the show. Enjoy your coffee break. And next time, bring some damn snacks. Ah, the French.